Friend, please help Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry by supporting the cost to produce Spirit-Filled Radio and Podcast for this current fiscal year. You can become a partner with Spirit-Filled Hearts by donating monthly. Your contributions make a difference in the lives of all those who listen to our radio shows and podcasts. Thank you for your support. Go to spiritfilledhearts.org and click on the donate button. That's spiritfilledhearts.org. Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Welcome back to another episode of Thy Kingdom Come with Diana Salcedo and Katie Hughes. And we're today we're excited to talk about um, something new for us, and that is declaring life. And what does that mean? And where is that in the Bible? And how do we declare life? And the power behind that, those words of declaring life. So welcome to the show, Diana. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for joining me. And... Today we wanted to talk about the importance of speaking life over people in our lives, but first we need to start with ourselves, because in life we we come out of the womb with our first trauma of birth, and that is one thing that happens, and then our parents raise us, mm-hmm. and our parents, are they perfect? No. <laughs> Are we perfect? No. But we have these experiences of words set over us that some are truth and life-giving and some words are of death and they're they're not of the Lord and they are conde- they can be condemning and they speak death over us. And so we are Easter people. We are people of new life because of what Jesus has done for us. And so we want to speak life over ourselves and also people in our lives. Right. Yeah, this one, I love this topic because just coming from a mental health perspective, I see this with so many people, including myself, but our parents were not perfect. And most of us had parents who did the best that they could, whether it was letting us cry it out or, you know, taking things from us that they didn't want us to have or whatever it might be. But our, I feel like most parents had good intentions when it came to raising us. But from the moment we're born until probably about 12 years old, that's like really setting the foundation mm-hmm. for what we come to believe about ourselves, the world, other people, and ultimately God. So this is the time where we learn, you know, is the world a safe place? Um, Can we depend on other people? And who am I? So like, if you think about it, coming out of the womb, we're all just these little blank slates. We have absolutely zero thoughts about who you are as an individual. Mm -hmm. But depending on what people say to us as we're growing up, 
or how they treat us, that's where these thoughts start forming. So, you know, if we're showered in love and we're told that we're, you know, how loved we are and how important we are and, you know, we're constantly, you know, validated, you're going to have a pretty good foundation, you know, Mm -hmm. and you're going to think pretty well of yourself and you're going to know truths about yourself. But if you're growing up in maybe a more chaotic environment or you have parents who are like barely making ends meet and, you know, they're just like consumed with a lot of stress and maybe every emotional need isn't met to a T or maybe they lose their patience and they say something, um, you know, out of frustration, you know, to you or whatever it might be, you might start forming more negative beliefs about yourself. Maybe you start thinking you're a burden or you're unlovable and things like this. And so one thing you said at the beginning of the show, you know, we need to start declaring life over ourselves. And I I mean, this is true for everybody. How we treat ourselves is how we treat anybody else. Mm -hmm. So when you really stop and listen to the voices in your head, you might have like a very critical voice where you look in the mirror and the first thing you notice is everything that's wrong with you, you know, and you start getting overly critical about your appearance. Or if you mess up or make a mistake, you hear like, oh, you're such a failure. Oh, I can't do anything right. And so it's really important to start listening to these voices because these voices that you have and how you treat yourself, that's how you're ultimately going to treat other people around Mm -hmm. you too. You might get impatient with people. You might notice flaws about Mm -hmm. other people. And so as we get older and we become more aware of this, it's so important. They, you know, in um, mental health, we kind of call it like you have to start reparenting yourself because none of us had perfect parents and people make mistakes. And so now it's our job as adults to kind of um, deal with those pained parts of ourselves, the parts of ourselves that have been wounded mm-hmm. or humiliated or whatever it might be. And so this this night that we had for class, I mean, it was just so great because you're taking the truths of God, you know, things that he's declared about himself and about humans, um, you know, from the, from God himself. And so we know that these things are true. And so oftentimes when we have parents who didn't do things perfectly, we project who our parents were onto God himself. And so if we had parents we couldn't depend on, we think God cannot be depended on. If we had parents who always told us no and, you know, just like told us what we were supposed to do, we're going to think that we can't go to God with anything and that, you know, we just have to, you know, survive on our own or whatever mm-hmm. it might be. Mm-hmm. And so these views that we have of ourselves and our parents and other people and God are so important to evaluate them. And so this night talking about declarations, um, you know, just looking at scripture and, and finding those truths about who God is and about who we are, and then starting to declare them over yourself. Because we have spent years, if not decades, almost like programming those negative thoughts into ourselves mm-hmm. that this has to be a daily practice. Mm-hmm. And so I just love this night because it's so practical because I think everybody needs it and it can help you start talking to yourself um, in a very like truthful, just helpful way. And then that's ultimately going to flow out with how you deal with other people too. Yeah, especially dealing with people when you're in ministry you want to be the healthiest person you can be just like you want to be a healthy person when you get married and you have your children you want to have a healthy mind and and identity of who you are but in ministry if you start projecting um negativity because of what you've seen yourself you projected on others it can be very damaging and you won't bear much good fruit in your ministry and you should probably just stop until you figure things out for your for yourself so that and that's why this is so key that 
focusing on identity before getting into any of the gifts of healing or prophecy is really important to really take stock of how do you see yourself and how does God see you? Mm-hmm. And and part of it is like realizing who you are. There, We all have situations in our lives that we hold on to right. that we need to let go of, whether it's some sort of sinful nature that um, we're trying to stop or what people have said to us. There's so many things we personally should go through healing. Mm-hmm. And, and so finding out what these declarations are in the scriptures, what, what the Lord says to us in the Old and the New Testament really helps us identify who we are, right. who we are adopted by our Lord, and that we are His children, and so we are beloved. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, if we know that despite mistakes that we make, um, when we have that foundation of the truth and the life that we that we are and who we are spoken over us, then we can have a healthy ministry, healthy relationships. Right. One thing that you said kind of triggered me to this thought, but um, I went to a training one time and it was, um, there was a psychiatrist putting it on and he put four statements up on the board and the room was full of mental health professionals. And so he put four statements up and he said, what do you notice about these four statements? And it was like this resounding, you know, like all in unison at the same time, we all said, three of them are wrong. And he said, notice not one person said one of them is right. And he was talking about how as clinicians, we've been trained to notice what's wrong, you know, because it's like we're looking at dysfunction or disorder. And I just thought that was so profound for myself, because that is kind of how I approach people. I'm looking for what's wrong or what the problem is, and not so much focusing on what's going good in their lives. Mm -hmm. And um, Patrick Rice, he brought it up one time, um, because I was talking about this with him and how I know I'm more prone to that. And he said that when we take on the mind of Christ, Christ would always see people based on their potential Mm -hmm. and who they were created to be. And so when he dealt with them, he treated them based on that view of them, Mm -hmm. knowing who they can be and who they're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And so loving them to get there. And I just, it was just such a profound difference for me because that's not how I was trained to look at people. So sometimes you have to even overcome just trainings you take in the profession you're in. Yeah, there's there's one of the healings that Jesus did that it sticks in my mind a lot and it relates to this, where like in the Jewish kind of tradition, if you were sickly lame or had a stutter or something like that that's defective... It's because of what your parents did. Mm. So you own your parents' sin. Mm. And and it's like a curse. And Jesus said, no, that's not the case. He said, he was allowed to be this way so that my father could be glorified by Mm. what I'm going to do right now with his life. Mm. And then he's healed. And it's like, that's how Jesus saw him. He saw what his future was. Mm. And so that's how, if we approach whether it's ministry or a personal life, like, yes, maybe I have problems and issues, whether it's finances or uh, emotional issues or whatever it might, or sinful issues. We can say, God didn't create me for sin. Mm-hmm. Like, He created me to be holy. And, I'm a, and through my baptism, I have that inheritance. And so that's what Jesus sees. Yeah. He's like, you've inherited this act like it. Right. You know, like <laughs> yes. he would say, you are healed, 
sin no more. Well, he said sin no more because you're healed, not just physically, but I've given you, I've given the grace to you to sin no more. And that, that's really powerful. Like if anybody thinks confession is not something to go to, what I learned in the church teaching of catechism is when we get absolved from our sins and we're truly repentant, and we are forgiven, and the priest prays a blessing over us. There's this prayer. And when he prays this prayer, we receive all the graces to sin no more. Mm-hmm. I had never heard about that until like two years ago, like said specifically like that. And I just, my mind was open to the fact and renewed my mind that I could sin no more. Right. I mean, I have, but I know I could (laughs) not. (laughs) And so like, there's hope. There's hope for me. There's hope for all of us when we're, when we're baptized in Christ. It's amazing how um, God can really transform our lives with when we realize the truth about Mm. who we are in him. Yeah, no, it's true. Maybe we can talk a little bit about biblical reasons for making declarations um, for ourselves, sure. like in faith. And so one of the one of the reasons for it is that declarations of life, true good ones, have the power to strengthen us from weakness. So maybe you have an area of sinfulness or negativity in your life that you you regret or you don't want that in your life, you can declare, you know, God has created me to do good. Mm -hmm. And so I am good. I am not damaged goods. And I am, I'm worthy to be belonging to him and that, um, my, I have a bright future with God. Right. Definitely. Cause part of that declaration is, you know, when I am weak, I'm strong in Christ because the lie. So like the counterfeit to that is going to be Satan wants us to believe that when we're weak, then our circumstances are hopeless. And so what a great place to keep us, you know? Yeah. And so when we can kind of reframe that and see our declaration that no, even when we're weak, we still have Christ and the power that comes with that. And so we, when we look to scripture, we can see that, um, you know, God <laughs> he had victory all the time. Mm-hmm. And so if we judge God on his past, then he's going to help us too. Yeah. So we can look at Joel chapter three, verse 10. And this is something to declare over your life. Let the weak say, I am strong. So though we may be weak, we are strong in him. So this is a powerful thing to say over your life. Like, I am strong because I have Christ. Yes, I'm weak. But because of what Jesus is doing in my life, I am strong. Mm -hmm. And it is. It's about dying to yourself, really. And then we also have Philippians 4, verse 13. I can do all things in Christ who gives me me strength. Mm -hmm. So again, we're relying on the Lord to give us the strength. We can do anything that's good and holy. Uh, We have the ability And so this is just one. These are things to declare over your life when maybe you're having a difficult time, when you feel weak in in whatever circumstance. And then we have declarations can direct the course of our lives. In good ways, it's good. In bad ways, you can often see in, in a child or a person's life how cursing, which is kind of like the opposite of the declarations, Mm -hmm. can really cast death and destruction on a person's life. But then declarations can really direct 
our lives in a good way. And so one of them that I know of is speaking the life that for me and my whole household, we will serve the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's how to live our lives. Like, and it's about the whole family. Like, I like that too. Like, because of what God has done, I and my household, you know, we're saved because mm-hmm. of the, because of the Lord, and we will serve Him. Right. Yeah. Um, one of the things they talked about with this one was how with declarations, it's like it's the wind to move our boat. And so, like, I like what you just said about curses because, like, speaking curses or believing, you know, lies, they can really keep us stagnant and like take us into like just bad places or just keep us from acting. They can Mm -hmm. send us into depression and just like make us just feel so defeated. But when we, even in those tough circumstances, when we hear these declarations, like it's sometimes just that wind we need to keep us going um, and can really direct us in, you know, where we need to be to accomplish what God wants us to. Definitely. Next, we have um, declarations can confirm and seal our beliefs. So the belief that we're Christians and in the scriptures, it says, if you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Mm -hmm. So this is confirming, declaring what you believe Mm -hmm. and speaking out loud is really important. Especially, I don't like to get too much into like spiritual warfare, but when you claim the truth and say it out loud, the demons hear it and mm-hmm. they cower. Right. And it lets them, it reminds them of their future and also reminds them who you are mm-hmm. and that you're in Him. So you belong to God. And so this is very, can be very powerful in your life. Like things may be going wrong, you may have sinned, you feel bad about yourself, but you can confess with your lips that, the, that Jesus is Lord. And that he's the Lord of your of you, and he's your God, and um, you are raised up with him mm-hmm. in the resurrection. You are raised up with him, and you are forgiven, and right. you will be saved. Right? Yeah. One of the things that was brought up during this talk that I really appreciated because I love this about the church. The church has so much wisdom, um, you know, and knows exactly what we need. And so um, they brought up how even you know with every mass we we recite the creed, and those are all declarations of our faith. Yes. And so like. You said saying those things out loud demons can't be near any of that um, but also it's so important for us to declare these things because it's important for us to know our faith you know and so those are like the doctrines and dogmas that establish you know everything that we believe in as Catholics and so um, so I just love that because it really is like just that habit I mean we mm-hmm. literally recite declarations mm-hmm. every time we go to mass um, stating who we are as Christians and who Jesus is and who the Holy Spirit is and who God the Father is and um, even who Mary is. So um, I, I just love that. And I love that we're saying it together as like a whole a whole church, like all of church. And then you think like we're all saying this and then we have the triumphant church in heaven that's celebrating this. Mm-hmm. Like uh, we're, it's so affirming and to be in community to say this together is powerful. Right. I, I, it's like a storm. Like a, I, I think when people say it all together mm-hmm. and then we also have, I like this too. The declarations are weapons that can keep us from falling into performance mentality. And so, um, the devil tried to trick Jesus, especially when he was in the desert and said, well, if you're the son of God, you can command these stones to become loaves. And it was, he, he responded and said, 
you don't test the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so it was, Jesus knew who he was. He didn't have to prove himself. We don't need to prove ourselves. Right. And so when if we, if we get into that performance mentality of striving, well, if I do these 10 Hail Marys, you know, um, you know, I'm a, I check, check the box or I went, went to mass, I checked the box, but do you love the Lord? Right. And so that's where, where's your heart? That's what Jesus cares about. Yeah. This one, this one is, um, like, I feel this on a personal level because I know that this is something I personally struggle with this performance mentality. And oftentimes, and I see this with people I work with, this can come from parents who they kind of like want you to be that striver. You need to get straight A's. You need to, you know, not do anything to embarrass this family or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. And then when you do, it's almost like they withdraw their love. And so you're very conditioned to think, okay, when I do good, I feel the love. And when I don't do what they want me Mm -hmm. to, I feel it withdrawn. And so again, we often apply that to God. And so that can really shape how we um, act out our faith and our relationship with God. And I know that it did with me. And so I really like, I know that I'll have to focus on these declarations for myself, you know, just like, I am a child of God, and I don't have to do anything to earn his love. And how I mean, that sometimes you you can't even fathom that, you know, Mm -hmm. but once you become a parent, I know that that's become easier for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Just a quick little story. I remember there was this family when I was in Steubenville, and the mom had, I think, like eight or nine kids. And her last child was born with Down syndrome. And she said her biggest pet peeve was when people would come up to her and say like, oh, don't worry, there's normal schools that he can go to where they can accommodate him. And um, he can even get to a point where he can hold a normal job. And she said it drove her crazy because people were thinking that he had to do something to be like a worthwhile human being. Right. And she, her response to those people was always, he just has to be himself. He doesn't have to do anything. And what a beautiful like take to have on your child. I mean, she was very clear. Like he can live with me for the rest of his life if that's what he's going to do. Mm -hmm. And he has just as much worth as any of my children who might Mm -hmm. be out there doing other things. I just thought that was just so beautiful because I loved that she would respond that to people who expected him to go out and perform. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. And to declare that. Right. I think over his life yes. is powerful. So powerful. Like for everyone to mother. hear that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, what a saint. <laughs> I know. Like, very much. Wow. Very much. People can go in such a negative direction. So what a what a beautiful pro-life statement, too. Very much. Um, that's amazing. And also, before we get into some of the scriptural declarations, we'll end with uh, declarations can unlock the promises of God for our lives. Like, God has promises for us, Mm -hmm. life abundantly. We have the promise of heaven and and return to Him. We have the promise that He will be with us always. He sent us the Holy Spirit to help us. And so what I really got was the more you declare in faith the truth of God's Word, the more you'll come to believe that Word. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I'll say it, fake it till you make it. Sure. But... (laughs) It's declare it, declare the truth. Like these are truths. This is something I learned recently when a prophecy came true for me, like when it was it created itself. And the, and the person said, when it's truly from God, well, the scriptures are from God. So when it's truly from God, it creates itself. Mm-hmm. It will happen. Mm-hmm. If you speak life over the situation, if you speak cursing, 
it changes the situation to a negative direction. Right. But we have promises and they're for us and God wants us to have them all. Yes. He just wants us to open up our hearts to that. Right. Yeah. That reminds me of the movie Breakthrough. Did you ever see that? Yes. Oh my gosh. That uh, mama there. Yeah. Uh, I just love that. I mean, she wouldn't let anybody in the room who said a poor prognosis for her son. I mean, she was just like, nope, Jesus is healing him. And if you don't think so, or if you say otherwise, please get out of this room like she didn't want any of those words near her son and of course you know he made his full recovery and you know it was I mean it was a miracle but she really truly 100% believed that and wouldn't let those curses near her son and I I love that that movie is so powerful being a true story and this mother that was so strong in the promises of God that he does heal and he can use our prayers and he wants to partner with us very much. And, um, that's one of the biggest thing is like, he wants to be intimately part of our lives and wants to be part of the victories. And he's there when we suffer too. Right. Maybe we need to kind of go back to declarations just to uh, review a little bit. Any declaration that you make, is a vocal decree of God's truth spoken in faith that changes reality. So that's kind of like prophecy. Like mm-hmm. when when we go when we talk about like prophecy is some a piece of truth from God that he wants to reveal to mm-hmm. us whether it's for ourselves or he gives us pro- a prophecy word for somebody else. It's to speak life. Mm-hmm. And God is declaring life over us all the time and it can change our reality. It's really about recognizing that's happening and using it ourselves right. over for in ministry and in, in our in our family lives. Yeah, definitely. It's that whole idea. We have to allow it to change us because we can have God moments, you know, multiple times a day. But if we don't allow them to come in and actually do something, then we've missed the point. Yes. So it really is up to our action. So these were some of the declarations that there's from the scriptures that we can speak over ourselves and we can also over family members um, to affirm them and to remind them of the promises of God. So we can just like alternate them. I'll go first. The first one is I am a daughter of God and that's Romans chapter eight, verse 15. I am a daughter of God. Then we have, I am a temple of the Holy Spirit, and I release God's presence to those around me. That's from 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. I am a royal priest, prophet, and king in Christ Jesus, and extend the rule of the kingdom through my life. And that's in the Catholic Catechism number 783. I don't have a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and a sound mind. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. My prayers are powerful and effective. And that's James chapter 5, verse 16b. I have access to all the resources of heaven. Luke chapter 15, verse 31. God abundantly supplies all my needs. That's Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. I am dead to sin and living for God in Christ Jesus. Romans chapter 6, verse 11. I live under supernatural protection. Psalm 91. I consistently bring powerful encounters to other people. 
Mark chapter 16, verses 17 and 18. I, I don't know about you, but like just hearing us saying these things are like, they really strengthen me. Like right. I have like, I don't know. I just feel like, um, wow, God's in me. Like something stirred up. Definitely. The Holy Spirit. Definitely. And I even think the, um, the Psalm that they gave us too, Psalm 91. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's one of those open up your Bible and it's Psalm 91 verses one through 16 and read it out loud to yourself. Um, it's it's just amazing. Yes, and it's full of declarations. It is. Mm-hmm. And when you're feeling down and out, feeling bad about yourself, or people are saying negative things to you, um, maybe you had a bad day at work or had an argument with someone, you know, even especially if you maybe pray, like if you're married or boyfriend, girlfriend, or your children. Taking turns reading these declarations, we'll just do verse one. When you sit enthroned under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God most high. Like you have a bad day at work. That's a pretty nice one. Yeah. Maybe you got fired from a job or, you know, bad things happen. Right. But when you you sit enthroned under the shadow of Shaddai, it's like God Almighty. And you are hidden in the strength of our God Most High. Mm-hmm. He is your strength and your protector. So that's just verse one. <laughs> There's 16 <laughs> more to go. So I, we do pray and hope that you will take the time to read Psalm 91. And also we, you can do the verses that we mentioned in Romans and the Catechism and Corinthians. And you can always, a few weeks after this airs, we will have it available on our podcast at spiritfilmedia.org. And you can re-listen and, and you can hear life spoken over you. And you can write down these scriptures again if this is the first time hearing it and you didn't write it down. You can hear it again. So please do that. And thank you so much for listening to Thy Kingdom Come with Katie Hughes and Diana Salcedo. And we're so blessed and have you in your life. Please pray for us. We're praying for you. Thanks for listening. listening to the Spirit-Filled Radio Network. Please pray for us. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please consider supporting Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry with a one-time or monthly gift. Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. We are only funded by generous donors who believe in our mission to evangelize.